Welcome to the Mature and Multiply podcast, a production of CMC. This podcast is dedicated to telling extraordinary stories from ordinary people in the local church. Join your hosts, Caleb Reed and Delaney Utzi, as we connect with everyday people who are engaging their community for Christ. We hope you're inspired to take action in your own sphere of influence. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mature and Multiply podcast. Um, I'm Caleb, one of your hosts here with Delaney. Hello. Uh, uh, my co-host and, and we're excited to be with you all today and um, we have some really amazing guests with us, Dion and Natty Peachy. Um, if you've been around CMC or Rosedale for any amount of time, you know, mm. you guys are like rock stars. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I found a complete stranger in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona, and I saw your picture sitting on her bookshelf. You guys, <laughs> you're everywhere. So um, excited to have them a part of the, the podcast today. And uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of dive into some conversation and see where this takes us and, and see what happens. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for inviting us to be able to be here. Yeah, it feels like home be yeah. here at Rosedale. Thank you. Yeah. And Natty said this is her first podcast. Yes, it's my first time. Oh, yeah. So. It's the first of many, I can tell. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so, cool. Delaney, here with us today as well. Um, Delaney, you got like anything exciting to share with us this morning? I know this is totally off the cuff. Uh, I don't think so. No? Um, anything exciting happening in your world? No. No, not really. <laughs> this podcast, right. this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. Learning new things. <laughs> yes. On how to produce a podcast. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So professional. <laughs> we we have it all figured out. Oh, uh, totally, <laughs> totally. So cool. Well, we'll uh, just kind of jump in and and Dion Natty, uh, take a little bit of time here. Introduce yourselves. Tell us about your family. I don't know anything that that you think people might want to know. Well, um, I can start introducing my family. Um, we are a bicultural family, which makes it really, really fun. We were just saying, Dion and I, we are so, so um, amazed at how God can work in family like us, that we have two cultures together. And we, I was born in Venezuela, and Dion was born in Pennsylvania. And we have two beautiful children, um, Gabriela and Marquez, and they are making us really, really proud. Um, at the moment, Gabriela is uh, at Rosedale Bible College, and Marquez is getting ready to do an internship at Rosedale International. So, Yeah, and we didn't meet in Venezuela. Everybody always asks that. Uh, we met in Belleville, Pennsylvania, because... That's kind of the center of the world. Uh, so anyway, but now that's, uh, it's been a beautiful part of our story. And uh, we, yeah, it's been fun to raise our kids speaking Spanish and English at the same time and, and visiting Venezuela, visiting Belleville. Most of the time, though, since we've been together as a family, most of our years were spent in Columbus, Ohio, on the west side of Columbus, Ohio. So that's a little bit about where we're from and our family. Yeah, and a lot of people ask me, did you came to look for him? No, I didn't <laughs> come to look for him. But God had that plan for me to meet him and meet my husband. And, and God had to change my mind because I was very intent on being single at the time that we met. Right. And yeah, that went out the window as well. So, <laughs> yes. so how did you meet in Belleville? Um, well, we met, uh, I came to Belleville to learn to speak English. Uh, I came as a kind of like an exchange uh, student, no student, but work. And um, I was already graduated from college. So I just came to learn English. That was my purpose. And and I had been in the REACH program and had been in Ecuador and Costa Rica before and had learned Spanish and, and wanted to keep using Spanish when I could and was really like, I think there was one other person in our church that spoke Spanish and uh, that was considerably older. And so her family, her host family, introduced her to me at that time. And he became my my personal tutor. 
my English tutor. <laughs> That's so right. Yeah, it was pretty convenient, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's but awesome. during that time was when I encountered my, um, I, it became real, my relationship with Jesus. And so he, that was the open door to what I am today, I believe. Uh, he introduced me to Dion and the community and coming to Rosedale um, and then going to Reach. Um, and for me, it was like, it was very interesting because like I'd been in reach at two different places and done a whole lot of activity with churches and lots of stuff. But the first time to ever actually disciple someone and lead someone to Jesus happens to be in Spanish in Belleville, Pennsylvania, <laughs> you know, uh, God kind of flips things around uh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So That's cool. That's cool. I, I, I know, um. So I see your daughter around campus, uh, you know, semi-regularly and always smiling, always happy. But Marcus, I've gotten to know a little bit more, you know, because I go to Hemisphere maybe once a week and talk about just full of life, always smiling, just when you walk through the door, like he's just... Yeah, excited mm. and, yeah. and a, a welcoming face. And mm. yeah, um, we're certainly excited to see our kids both thriving. Um, we uh, spent five years in Ecuador and, in fact, came back from Ecuador thought, thinking we'd be here for a year and sense from God that we need to stay back here longer to make sure that, that Gabby and Marcus are doing well. Mm-hmm. And um, that is the case. We are very thankful for that. But mm-hmm. we, we, we feel like now God wants us to be here for a little bit more than just a year. We're not sure how long. We're not sure where we'll be next. But it's brought us right back where we were before, <laughs> right to Columbus, right back in the same neighborhood yeah, where, actually, where we were living before. A few houses uh, away from the house where we were before. So I feel oh, like wow. it's a whole circle. We're coming back and kind of reconnecting with people in the community mm-hmm. yeah are there are there people are there people living in that community that that were there when you were living there that yes. you've been able to reconnect with yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. we've been able to see some of our old neighbors yeah so that's been really cool that was and very special yeah yes. and it feels like right it feels right at home so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and the cool thing is to see people that we relate before they were no believers and now saying, oh, we're going to church now. Oh. And it's like, wow. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's um, uh, to me, that's a privilege that we have to be able to see that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. What are some, uh, what are some things, you guys are busy. I, I know you guys are, we've got some times where we meet, you know, every couple of weeks and, and trying to, to get schedules organized in your downtime, if you have any. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys like to do for fun? Like, what are some things you guys mm. like to do just to not necessarily disconnect and disengage, but for yourselves, what are what are some things you enjoy doing mm. together or individually? Well, I was just saying that I love being with people. That's the thing. I love hosting people and cooking. Um, cooking, uh, like last night I made venison. And so I just don't have a recipe. I just put stuff together and see what come up. And the people we have over, they love it. So that to me is fun. It's fun. Yeah, and I I love that as well. Like I I kind of help to make sure things get on the calendar so then we can get together with people. But And Natty always loves doing it. So I don't feel bad if I'm like inviting somebody and she didn't quite know yet. But it, usually, it always works out. Um, but for me, like... The best way for me to have fun is to be outside, like, and just whether it's just gone for a run in the neighborhood or going to the parks, um, the best is if there are these things called mountains, which Ohio doesn't seem to know about, (laughs) but they do exist other places around the world. And so anytime I can get to mountains and actually be climbing and instead of just on flatland, that is that's really exciting and being in the forest and around allowing creation that that mm-hmm. helps me mm-hmm. recharge and that's when i'm having fun and i think one thing that i enjoy a lot and nowadays it's walking with dion walking um just gives me a lot of a lot of um 
Time to think and talk. I love talking to Dion. And so when I walk with him and have like very, um, it's my time with him. So we get to breathe outside and talk and meet the people in the neighborhood and walk a dog. And yeah, that's yeah. That's good. Those yeah. are um, some of my favorite moments with my wife, Stephanie. We were living in Phoenix. We would walk the dogs, and after the kids got to school, we'd come back and go on a walk with the dogs and then come back and make breakfast together and, and just start our day. And, yeah, just, just a good time. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of things kind of yes. getting accomplished in, in that time together. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah. Good. And what do you guys do for work then? So most of the time, our work, we're at home. Uh, So we work as missions mobilizers, and our focus is on mobilizing Latin Americans to become missionaries to unreached people groups uh, by encouraging the churches to develop ways to be sending people. And then we work a lot over Zoom, uh, lots of Zoom meetings, uh, back to back and just connecting people. So and keeping up, you know, emailing WhatsApp is a big thing. All of those things we do at home. And mm-hmm. so as I was thinking about this topic and like engaging, well, that means work doesn't really like we're not going to engage with people through our work a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be other social time, intentional time of, of getting out. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the things I don't know, for a while, like sometimes I'd run into Caleb. One of the times we were like making sure to work at a coffee shop and mm-hmm. like do, because we can do that if it's not meetings, like they're not so convenient at a coffee shop. But sometimes when it's all the other work, then we can do that. But we haven't really gotten in that groove yet mm-hmm. since we moved to Columbus, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. 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 We, we work um, right beside each other and uh, in a very small desk, believe it or not. But we are a lot of hours together, which I am in loving it, being able to do it um, in front of the screen, meeting people, seeing people, um, encouraging people. Uh, well, whenever I have my, I, I do a lot of the coaching to um, workers out in the field or they are getting ready to go on the field. And so I go separate. But other than that, we're always, always working together. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's sort of superpower, I say. I got it. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. That's so kind of going off of what you were saying, what are some ways that you do connect with the community then outside mm-hmm. of work? How do you get out and meet people? You mentioned the coffee shops, but um, how do you guys like to do that in your free time outside mm-hmm. of work? Well, one of the things that um, we like to do is to invite people over. Um, like you say, uh, putting together my fun and... I love cooking for people and helping them to see, like we have friends that they are searching for for God in a way, and we can have them over or cook for them. That's one thing that uh, now we have done. Now, in the yeah. past... Yeah, and I think, I think a first step to that too that's really important is uh, being where we are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and we... Uh, so we live on the west side of Columbus, and uh, west is the best, by the way. It, it really is. Um, and and being in a community where there's not a whole lot of believers around. And, and so by just being there and uh, being out, I think the whole walking thing, like walking our dog and meeting people, um, being, uh, another word is just to be aware, to notice what's mm-hmm. going on in the neighborhood and and may, and talk to people mm-hmm. I don't, and dogs help okay mm-hmm. for anybody that's not a dog lover like i'm sorry for you it, <laughs> it might be important um but when you're when you have and you're walking a dog like it makes conversation mm-hmm. with people Definitely. right away mm-hmm. and so doing that that's doing been that. and really be good aware be aware <clears throat> and I, I think too when our when our children were younger like they were in school right in the neighborhood too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so being able to get to know all the other parents, mm-hmm. the fact that we spoke English and Spanish, like oh, that helped yeah. a ton in our neighborhood because mm-hmm. like, yeah, we probably use Spanish 
as much as English mm-hmm. most of the time with with people there, and so that was also a good way Inviting to connect. Inviting neighbors to birthday parties too, like we had the birthday party for our kids, and they had um, classmates that they were living close to the, to us at that time. And so inviting them, making them uh, be part of mm-hmm. who we are yeah. and what yeah. we did. Maybe, maybe, because um, I know I'm very familiar with the west side of Columbus. Um, <clears throat> growing up, we used to go to Westland Mall, mm-hmm. uh, right. which is, I think, completely vacant. Wasteland oh, yeah. Mall. Wasteland, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was before your time, Delaney. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> that was when malls were cool. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, now they're eyesores. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe like just painting a picture for people that are listening to under. So you know, you're talking about a little bit of diversity in your community, but but when we talk about the west side of Columbus, like I, I recently dropped some uh, people off at your house a few oh, weeks yeah. ago, uh-huh. and, and you guys aren't far off. The, yeah. the main main strip there and i stopped at that speedway gas station mm-hmm. uh, just at and and there's a little bit of everybody there if oh, yeah. you stop there at 11 o'clock at night yes. you'll get a completely yeah. different view <laughs> yeah so um yeah no it, it is quite diverse and and the thing too is you drive i don't know five miles or something and you're in west jefferson so like we're literally right at the edge of of columbus um outside of 270 and the the diversity, like where we are, it's mostly Hispanic. Hispanics. But if you go one mile uh, south, it's Somali, okay. and it's like there's a there's a Somali mosque there, um, and it's like I think the largest concentration of Somali Bantu population that's in Columbus, mm-hmm. and so there's we see Somalis all the time driving by, driving different places. And whenever we were in the schools, like it's it was Hispanic, Somalis, and also um, Chin immigrants from Myanmar that were in that are in the community too. And I still see see, see that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you don't really think about that because um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like suburb, suburbs of mm-hmm. Columbus, but right. a lot of immigrants too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and you've chosen to live there right you know like yeah um i think god chose it because (laughs) when we we moved there first uh, i don't even know a while back it was 2004 and we moved from virginia and looked at like 15 houses in one weekend Mm -hmm. and it was the one house that we're like yeah we could live here this looks Mm -hmm. all right and sure enough and then that's where we ended up being for for 10 years and now we're back, like in the exact same neighborhood, um, renting because we're not sure what's next in our lives. But mm-hmm. that's that's fine. But it's great to be in that community again because it feels at home, mm-hmm. and and yeah. we we can connect but there. I as I remember, <clears throat> sorry, as I remember, um, when we moved in that community, we have our neighbors were um, they were from here from the U.S. And I remember I had a clothesline. I love hanging clothes in the clothesline, even when I was in the city, okay? And, uh, well, what, the letter that I knew is the neighbor was watching me um, hanging the clothes faithfully. You know, my kids were small. And I remember one day they she came over and um, she was high and, and she started crying with me or something. Something was happening. I started sharing my faith with her and she said, you know what, you don't know, but I have been watching your uh, and I really want what you have. I, I would like mm. to have what you have. And, and I was like, what? Well, I can tell you what I have. What I have is, and I start sharing my testimony. And and I end up going to her house over and over. Um, I don't know how many times she liked painting. And I wasn't that great at painting, but I think I can get on it. And so there were hours of me painting with her learning because I, I allow her to teach me. I remember she smoked a lot, and it was just crazy the smell of smoke over me uh, when I came home after being with her. Um, and what I little that I knew is that through that experience, she will she will become a believer. Um, I moved to Ecuador. We moved from that house, and we never knew what happened to them until maybe a month ago we were walking in the neighborhood again and we encountered each other again and she 
gave me hugs like you had no idea. She kept hugging me and hugging me. She said, I thought I was going to die and not be able to see you again. And I was like, oh, my word. And she said, you know what? We're going to church now. And now you would not believe how my life has changed, how our life has changed because of Jesus. And um, and I was like, that was to me one of the biggest gifts. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed to be able to see them again. Um, but the Lord gave me the chance after this many years to go back to the community. And I'm very, very thankful for that. And her son um, that I... I got to meet, you know, and got to talk to him. Um, unfortunately, um, her husband passed away, and uh, with Jesus now, I, I believe he he talked about God a lot, and he was, you know, always interested whenever we would have conversations. I hope, um, but it's one of those things. You know, that's that's the hard thing. Not sure with with that, but their son, um, who's who's younger, he was um, wow. Uh, he was a mess when he was a teenager and um, multiple things had happened, but he ended up in jail. And in fact, when we left that neighborhood, he was in jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, But now he's out of jail. He's started his own business. He was the one who said, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm, we're, we're following Jesus now mm-hmm. and we're going to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started a plumbing business. And it was just amazing to see this change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when he was in jail, I went and visited him. I still remember that. I took yeah. him to book the cross and the switchblade because one of the things was, was gang stuff. It was gang stuff and drug stuff that he was involved in. And uh, he, he read the book because he wrote me a letter back about it. And uh, <laughs> I wrote him letters then. And, um, and to see that change now... Like, I'm very, very thankful. Mm-hmm. And to see how just interacting with them was something really beautiful. And I remember um, uh, one time, I remember very clear how God spoke to me and told me I was cleaning the house and I was baking bread. And God told me to go and tell my neighbor how much I love her. And I was like, no, God, I'm not going to do that. And it was just so clear in my sense go and tell her how much you love her. Mm. And uh, Dion came back from work and he said to me, and I told him what I, I was feeling. He said, well, did you already go? I say, no, because she's <laughs> going to think that I'm crazy. And well, go and get the bread and go and share with the neighbor. And I was like, I remember it was cold. And I remember I, I took the bread and I knocked at the door and she opened the door and she say, oh, hi, neighbor. And and she said, I say, I have something for you. I have this bread, but I have to tell you something. I have to tell you how much I love you. That woman started crying and crying and crying. Mm-hmm. She gave me a hug. And she said, you had no idea how much I needed to hear that. Wow. And mm-hmm. so that's, I mean, I don't know how many years later. And now she's a, a follower. And, and we are just being part of that story. That's and transformation. Think, so again, it's being present Mm -hmm. and uh the word i use a lot is is follow up right that sounds technical i don't know there's gotta be but it but that's what it is it's Mm -hmm. it's it's retouches with people you know and and that's what we have to do in our work you know in what we're doing to try to mobilize people into mission but it's what we have to do it's what we have to do all the time in relationships yeah is is be able to just check back in check back in and connect with people. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. I love like hearing stories like that. I mean, we could probably sit here all morning and story after story of of your interactions with people in your community and and your neighborhood, your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this is this wasn't on our paper here, but I, I wonder if if because um, it's one thing to sit back and and. Like these stories ignite and they fire us up and they get us moving mm-hmm. and and but I've had several conversations with some people here recently of this weight that they carry, this burden that they carry mm-hmm. for what God has called them to do mm-hmm. and, and what God is leading them into and 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 just feeling like they want to give up mm-hmm. or feeling like I can't do any I can't do this anymore. I can't mm-hmm. I can't move forward anymore and and so like I wonder if you wouldn't even just share a story if you if you can think of one that that wasn't that success story. 
um, or you know that 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 we haven't even maybe seen the success yet. Mm-hmm. If, and and just like share that and and maybe how you've wrestled with that, um, because I think for those that are listening too, is is we're not going to walk out our front door and we're not going to have mm-hmm. that transformation story mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. like you did with your neighbor mm-hmm. by hanging up our laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you have something that you can think of. So uh, another neighbor, mm-hmm. right, um, that uh, we got to know through uh, for a daughter's school class and that this, it was a couple, a beautiful young couple that had a young son that was the same age as our daughter and would babysit our kids a lot. And we, we'd invite them to birthday parties. Mm-hmm. We'd invite them to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it just... It didn't happen to study the Bible, but we'd get together for birthday parties. Mm-hmm. We even like cooked fish together one time, you know, mm-hmm. made made uh, these these anyway fish that's still alive, and you got to deal with that, and then then cook it because you know that makes it more fun. But definitely, you know, definitely engaging with each other and our kids going to each other's birthday parties and growing up together at the same time. But I just remember. When we'd start to share spiritually, it was just like, mm, there just wasn't progress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now, uh, sadly, they're separated. I, I don't know where they are precisely, mm-hmm. but I know their marriage isn't together. Mm-hmm. I, they're not living in the same place. Mm-hmm. Like when we've gone back, it's like, oh, no, they're not there anymore. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know where they are. And I, I don't see... The transformation that mm-hmm. we certainly had hoped for, you know, and been mm-hmm. maybe investing in time-wise even more than the, the neighbors that were right next door to us at mm-hmm. that time. So, yeah, certainly, it's that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess uh, something that I try to remember is all I'm to do is invite. Mm-hmm. Like that, you can't do more than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and 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 remembering that all God does is invite. He he lays it out and he says, "You're welcome here," mm. you know. And that's that's what we I think I I try to remember God as God of welcome, mm. and 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 do that, and then whether people come in or not, yeah, it's sad and it's hard. Um, and you have to let it go. But then if some people don't come in, others will eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And having that uh, posture of invitation, it's just an invitation. And like me making the bread, it's just, well, I haven't baked bread for years. But when I did, that was one way to, you know, I just invite people mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, they're not all happy stories, yeah. and yeah. we yeah. could go, yeah, with others as <laughs> yeah. well. That's yeah. a very good point, and I think uh, I think something super important for me is remembering that that it's not up to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm co-laboring with God in what I'm doing in my life, mm-hmm. and He has a role in it as well. And I'm keep asking yeah. Him, but then in the end, it's not up to God either. Everyone. Everyone has choices. Everyone, right. the way people are going to respond is going to be different. And I can, all I can do is offer and, and create a space mm-hmm. that, that feels safe and comfortable and that something can happen mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, uh, creating life for the kingdom of God, but it might not mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So Yeah, and I've been thinking without going too far, my own family, my parents, uh, we have been testifying and and being a testimony for them for as long as I have been a follower and um, and they are not committed to Jesus yet yet I like to say yet because um, it's a promise so I keep believing but just remembering that it's not my responsibility I don't feel like I I might not be the one um, but I am at just the same a piece. time they're engaging with prayer Yes. Right. Oh, so, wow. okay. so yes. yeah, I mean, it, and that's something I feel like where they are now mm-hmm. is, is much closer to following yes. Jesus than before. And, and I think that whole piece is something super important. It has keep, been... keep 
big story in mind. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 22 years. But, you know, uh, for God, 22 years is like one day, right? Mm. So we just need to keep waiting and, and expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's easy for us to go in with these expectations mm-hmm. of, you know, well, God, if you're asking me to do this, mm-hmm. here's how uh-huh. I expect you to show up. And and I, we need to go in with that expectation, mm-hmm. but, but even just in personal experiences, when it doesn't go the way, mm-hmm. um, it, it needs to, we, we get discouraged and, and we want to throw in the towel and, and we want to say, ah, you know, God, you asked me to do this. I expected you to show up this way. You didn't. So mm-hmm. guess what? I'm I'm going back to comfy, cozy, mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah. Forget asking me to do anything mm-hmm. again. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So it seems like the main way you've been able to get involved is through your neighborhood and connecting with people there. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ways, um, Natty? I know that you worked in a school, like. Mm-hmm. Are there any stories from that experience that you were able to connect with people or anything mm-hmm. you want to share? Well, you know, um, I was a bilingual assistant at a school close to our neighborhood. Um, and it all started because I want to have the same schedule as my kids. And so it was, if I think about it, it all started because I was just following, being obedient to God about being as close to my kids and help them to grow the way he was inviting me to do it. Um, and since I was and I wasn't a teacher, so I could not be a teacher at the school, but um, I could be a bilingual assistant, so I ended up being in the school that way and relating with a lot of people, a lot of people through that in English and Spanish. And so that opened doors for me to meet families, going to... Well, I buy myself at times to people's houses, and um, and and that was a way. And then after that was done, I was in I was invited to be part of a immigration attorney uh, office for four years. That opened another set of uh, doors because I felt like that was um, me helping the community and the need with immigration um, um, stuff that they needed. And I remember just by me helping a neighbor to go to the, this immigration attorney was how God opened the door for me to work for this, this attorney and, uh, and start to be plugged into the community that way. So I helped as a bilingual assistant at one point, and then as a, an immigration, I wasn't an attorney, but I was like a paralegal interpreter for the attorney. And so I that opened tons of doors. And I can sit down here and tell you many, many stories from all those people. Something I think, just uh, something you said that I think is important is uh, inviting yourself to people's places too. Um, that also, like we always, you, you kind of have this cultural mindset that like, oh, you don't just invite yourself over to somebody's house. Well, you know what? Why not? Um, because if it, it, it's it's really gonna just help that relationship. I mean, you're gonna get to spend time together. And I, I think we do that sometimes. We just invite ourselves to mm-hmm. people's places mm-hmm. and, and we invite people to our place obviously as well. But that whole idea, too, I think is something really important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And cooking and sharing what you are cooking, even saying, I make this, you want some, and take it to people's houses. Mm -hmm. That's another way to do it without have to stay over, but just go in. Just go drop off some some food. Cookies or bread Mm -hmm. or venison or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jesus did that, right? Zacchaeus, he said, hey. Go get your house in order. That's true. I'm, I'm coming over. Yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, I think those those environments, um, whether it's the school, whether it's you know working at an attorney's office, like I don't know. There's this misconception that the church doesn't want anything. The the people of you know Christians and believers that that they don't want anything to do with people outside of their holy huddles or their, their Mm -hmm. church family, you know, there's, there's definitely that misconception. And I think when we enter those spaces where others are, um, you know, 
with a with an agenda to be with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and then doors open and and opportunities arise for you to to have so much interaction with so many people and and through the way you live your life, share you're sharing the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. People see that. They see something different. They see something mm-hmm. different in your lives. And so that's that's really cool like to see that that we can go into those places. Mm-hmm. I think we know that as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, we know mm-hmm. that we can, mm-hmm. but we're scared maybe. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and, and so then really we're, I'm sorry, this, this might sound judging, but it's, it's disobedient because we're sent. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times, are, how many times is, is Jesus sending out his disciples, sending out 70 people, sending out at the end, you know, he's like, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. And and remembering that our calling as followers of Jesus is sent people. Mm-hmm. So that as we are going in places, then we can be making disciples with people. And 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 carrying that, remembering that, and, and going, going and and yeah, it's scary. I've been in places where like, wow, okay. Um, even so the speedway stopping there at 11 at night to get gas. Right. <laughs> and now he's like, why don't you just do it tomorrow? No, it's okay. We're, we're good. Yeah. You know? And, and, and remembering that like he's with us and mm-hmm. he has purpose for us being where we are. And so just being who we are, where we are as yeast mm-hmm. and as light mm-hmm. that, that makes an impact just mm-hmm. by its essence. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so remembering remembering those things and holding on to that because that is what the bible says right right yeah yeah Yeah. and and um you know i um had a conversation with somebody years ago and and um you guys would would know who it is but we were talking about like living in larger cities uh we're talking about you know enrolling our kids in you know inner city schools and, and things like that. And, and talking about some people see those things as how could you do that? How could you, you know, how could you live on the West side when plain cities right here, you know, like that people look at those things and say, how could you do that? And, and on my conversation with this young man, we were talking about like, he's like, well, if I can trust God, to provide and protect my family in a place like Africa or somewhere in South America or, or in a, in a place where there is turmoil or there is, you know, there's all these things happening around you. If I can trust God to protect me and, and be with me there, why can't I trust him to be with me and my family and my kids as they're at a Columbus city school on the hilltop or, you know, and in all these locations. And so there, there's a lot of things and and it's not for everybody. I get it. You know, I, I get it. Not everybody feels called to, to go to the West side. We need people in Plain City. We need people in Mechanicsburg and, and Arthur, Illinois or Belleville, Pennsylvania. Like we need, the gospel needs to be there. Um, but we also need, um, the light to shine mm-hmm. in these dark places. And I, you drive into the West side of Columbus, there's a heaviness, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, there's just, I, I feel like I can drive into a neighborhood and there's just something about, you can just kind of discern mm-hmm. this feeling. And, and so, so we need people to, you know, go into those places and, and instead of saying, I don't think I can, or, mm. you know, is it really safe for me to send my kids to public school? Or is it really safe for me to to do this or, or go to Speedway at 11 o'clock? But like, guys, like we've got the power, mm. right? Like he's living inside of us. Like, and, and if we live um, not confident in who we are and what we have, mm-hmm. then, I mean, the enemy... He's like, oh, I, I know, mm-hmm. I know. There's a weak spot. I know there's, there's. I can, I can get into this, and I can, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Safe yeah. is relative, mm-hmm. and I believe safe, the safest place, is in the center of God's will. Yeah, for for you, mm-hmm. you know, obeying Jesus, being where He wants you to be, and mm-hmm. and I, and I, 
I grew up in rural Pennsylvania where there's not even a red light in our town. And, um, and that is also, that is also a place like our neighbors had their car stolen out of their garage. So Mm -hmm. I've never had a car stolen yet. Um, but that, that's, you don't know what's going to happen. It's just part of being in this world. Like you wouldn't expect that, uh, Mm -hmm. there. And, and it also is a place where I've seen very broken people Mm -hmm. that need, need to hear the story of Jesus Mm -hmm. in their lives right there as well. You know, and some of the stuff that I know friends in Belleville are doing to be able to, to share Jesus love Mm -hmm. with people in their community. So it's just, I, I think it everywhere, yeah, it's different. And, and God's called all of us yeah. to be different places. Mm-hmm. But the sent piece, I think the sent piece, it might be sent to China, but it might be sent to the grocery store on a specific day, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you didn't want to. But God knew you needed to go because there's somebody there you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's following his promptings, mm-hmm. yeah. listening to those promptings and doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody had their place because if it wasn't because of the community in Belleville that received me and welcomed me, um, I would have never met Jesus either. So um, it was in Belleville in rural Pennsylvania where I found Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just being where we where we are and be intentional and noticing, noticing around us. So, yeah. 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 No, totally. And, and yeah, if you're listening to this, we're not pushing everybody to go to the inner city or, right. or but come or, on over or, and you oh, can visit. Yes. I yes. mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I read an article earlier this summer. Um, it said, don't throw the rural church, rural church in the junk drawer. Right. Uh, because yes. so, so for years there's been this push urban urban inner city inner city and and honestly that's where people are flocking to mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. that's where the growth is happening mm-hmm. the our cities our, our larger cities and and in this article they were just talking about like don't don't forget about and yes. and we can't it, it could be easy to to put all the energy and effort into those areas mm-hmm. but but we do need to think about our small mm-hmm. communities and our because they do they hand they deal with just same similar challenges you know broken right right they they deal with that and they need the gospel in those situations so Mm -hmm. but i think that we need to remember to work together to to collaborate because what the churches in rural areas have they don't have it in the urban areas so working together i remember we have a story where one of our worker one of our um, people that we were discipling um, end up in in Texas in in a jail because they crossed the border, and we were able to connect our Mennonite relationships in in Paso in El Paso, Texas, to pick her up from the jail, put her in the plane, and me receiving it here, and without this person never dream that she would be today a mother of two kids and follower of Jesus. So I just think it's just beautiful how we can work together as a community in our different, um, where God has us. But just remember that we are a body. Everybody have a place. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So. It's good. good. Oh, it's me. Oh, um, well, guys, as we kind of just wrap up here, I see yours are highlighted and mine's not. I, <laughs> I miss that. Um, kind of just as we wrap it up here, um, the next couple minutes, uh, there's been a lot of encouraging things said and, and encouragement here, but to, to our listeners that are out there, um, I don't know if we have a ton, hopefully we have like hundreds of listeners. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah uh, for sure. <laughs> um, we'll get there, but, uh, you know, as, as you, as we kind of wrap up here, what would your encouragement be to those who are listening and, and how would you encourage them? They, maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they're in a place of just they're content and happy with being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of two two part there maybe, but like how would you encourage those people um, to get out uh, and engage their neighborhood, their community, their local school? Like, man, what would you say to them? I think... Uh... Some of the things that I think are important to start with is is be present, mm-hmm. um, be 
know that where you are, you're there for a reason. Like God, God has purpose in being in Kelowna or being in Columbus and where you are, be all there, be mm-hmm. present there. Um, look to notice things, just, mm-hmm. just pay attention, um, observation mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um, one of the, one of the families that eventually started to follow Jesus, we like obviously noticed it was because their apartment was on fire, you know, but then what did we do? We didn't just drive by. We're like, Oh, um, maybe they need some help. And so we obviously noticed that, but then mm-hmm. notice and respond, like do something that can help out. And all it was in that case was just to get out and, and, and see what was going on. And we had no idea what was going to come out of that, but just, so it's, it's being present noticing, responding if, if there's a prompting or, or a way that you can help out. And then I think when, when talking with people too, because like sometimes we're scared of what to do, uh, some of the things, a, a thing that I think is just really important is just affirming people. Mm-hmm. Like when you see somebody that did something nice, mm-hmm. just thank them. Thank mm-hmm. them, but don't just say thank you, but say thank you for what you saw as a way to engage. Uh-huh. And, and those are kinds of things that I was thinking about this. Any of us can do this. Uh-huh. Mm. And uh-huh. so it, let's do it. Yeah. And uh-huh. that can yeah. help. And I think uh, one thing would be just remember that, like Dion was saying, there is a purpose where you are, the reason why you are where you are. But be intentional in, in visiting places around you. Um, making sure that you go to the grocery local grocery store and being 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 intentional at that because I remember for us that has been um, a, a very key component because mm-hmm. we can just repeat to see faces and we repeat seeing the same people the same kids and so um, just remember who you are around who is around you and Something else. This is uh, look this up. Uh, there's a there's a movie that's called Godspeed, and it's like mm-hmm. a documentary of. Um, anyway, look it up and find it, and you'll like it. But in there, there's a quote about uh, uh, the the three mile per hour God. Mm-hmm. That Godspeed is probably three miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I don't go three miles an hour very often. <laughs> um, <laughs> But three miles an hour is the normal walking pace Mm. of someone. Uh When Jesus was here, he didn't take an Uber. Uh Like it was three miles an hour. Uh And uh, the point of that is, is reminding us, maybe we need to slow down to catch up to God. Uh Uh And that's something that I'm trying to remember because I'm usually going pretty fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that slowing down to be present and, and go a little bit like walk, walking mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, walk to the grocery store sometimes if you can. Like that, that also, yeah, yeah. That also and helps. thanks to be walking and being present, we found something that I was asking God for. Is a lady that is raising eggs in her house. In well, she's my raising chickens. Chickens, sorry. <laughs> the chickens raising the, the eggs, chickens. But yeah, yeah. And, and being able to buy the real eggs in my neighborhood, I would never dream because mm. I always thought, you know, I would have to go to, to the country to go and get my eggs. No, in my neighborhood. Just because we were walking, we noticed that this lady had chickens and now we have real eggs. Oh, so nice. thanks God nice. for that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably much cheaper than they are in the store right now. It's the exact same price, <laughs> but it's organic, price. like right there. there we went go. to Aldi's, they're three ninety nine. She sells them for four dollars. I guess I'm paying a penny more. Oh but, yeah. But you're, <laughs> you're making a connection. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, great. that's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, I will echo uh Godspeed, the movie. It's on is it Vimeo? That's it's on Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah, if you yeah. look up, got Google it, Google you'll it. find it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're listening, take the time to to watch that. I you guys sent that over a couple of months back, and and it encouraged me. Yeah. Um. And and all just yeah, slowing down, and and if you are going to the grocery store, like 
I know my wife, she just wants to get to the grocery store. She's got the five things she wants to get. She goes in, she gets out and it's like on her way. Um, I know we got to wrap it up here, but, uh, the book Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yes. I don't know if you guys have read yes. that. John Mark Comer. Take the um, slow line. Yes. Look for which line is longest at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Woo. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> I think I did it once. <laughs> Confession. Yeah. Oh, but that's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. But, but the opportunities like that can arise through that. Mm. It, but you have to be so intentional. Right. Um, and, and even if it's not an opportunity with that person, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for you to remember who you are yes. and have time to be silent and connect with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's something else that I think we don't pay enough attention to. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, you know, those things, they create margin in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To do some of these things that we're talking. Because we To we have talk- a podcast that goes how long now, but hey, hey you know. Who cares? <laughs> um, the, our 500 listeners, they'll they'll forgive us. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's one of those things where we we talk about being busy. Mm-hmm. We talk about we we don't have time for this. We don't have time. I don't have time to volunteer at my local church. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to to do this. But capitalizing on those moments and just does does now downtown Phoenix. Picking the long line at Walmart, that will cost you a half hour. I kid you not. 30 minutes extra. Yeah. But but it doesn't always cost you that much extra time. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you center yourself in that moment, by the time you get to that cash register, mm-hmm. if you've capitalized that moment and, and made the most of it, and you can just be a smiling face yeah. and encouragement to yeah. mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. cashier, yeah, yes. man or woman, yeah. and just l- l- add some value and life to them, and just say, yeah. "Hey, thank you. you had a long line. You did a great job." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know those things, those affirmations, mm-hmm. those encouraging mm-hmm. things, and so mm-hmm. yeah, good. A lot of a lot of good stuff this morning. Thank you guys for thank you for taking the time and thanks for inviting us. us. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's it's good and, and and definitely encouraging. So yeah, Delaney. Uh think that's it yeah thanks for joining us guys <laughs> thank so, you glad we could be here yeah well hey if you guys enjoyed today's podcast um make sure to share it with your friends mm-hmm. give us a like give us a five-star review i don't know what you do but <laughs> something like that um but again thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you in the next episode mm-hmm. see ya see ya if you like what you've heard please subscribe and leave us a review Follow us on Instagram at CMC Rosedale and on Facebook at CMC Rosedale. Don't forget to share this with your friends and family. Thanks for listening.